Wow, so welcome each and every one of you. We are so excited to gather once again after three months of quarantine. We are so happy to see you. And if you are coming for the first time or if you're first time logging in, uh, we just want to welcome you. If you, um, you can comment on our, on our YouTube and tell us where you're coming from. And we're so excited and thrilled that you are here in our midst. And, um, and you know, what is interesting is that this month, as it was declared in the calendar, in our calendar, that June is a month where we will gather and see God's glory. And I believe that it's, it's the perfect timing that we get to gather this month and I believe that we will witness the glory of God. So get ready for God to visit you in your family, to visit your children, and to visit your household. Amen? Amen. As we remain in this atmosphere of worship, let's continue to, to worship with our tithes and offering. And uh, as you prepare your tithes and offering, I just want to share a quick scripture from the book of 1 Kings chapter 3 and chapter 8. This is um, about King Solomon. As you all know, King Solomon was one of the wisest men in the Old Testament, and he followed the footsteps of his father. And when it comes to giving, he stepped up and gave beyond and above when it comes to giving and making sacrifices. The Bible says that Solomon went to high place and he used to offer a thousand burnt offering on the altar. So if you notice, the Bible says he used to. So that means this was something normal. Sol Solomon had a lifestyle of giving. Giving was part of him. And I believe that giving should be part of us. It should be a lifestyle that we need to we need to learn from King Solomon. And he was a wise man, so he knew what he was doing. He followed that principle. And the scripture says that God appeared to Solomon and asked him what he wanted. And Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave him wisdom. And that was beneficial to him because he needed that to uh, reign his kingdom. And then if you notice in chapter eight, when after Solomon built the temple, um, he made another offering and this time he gave 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep of offering. He gave beyond what, we, what he gave before. God appeared to him the second time and this time um, God saw that his desire was that he wanted something that will benefit the kingdom of God. And he asked God that he wanted his name, God's name to be established on the temple where his name will be established forever. And I just want to emphasize that, you know, if you're believing God for a breakthrough, we need to name our seed. We need to be specific in what we want. Just like Solomon asked, asked God for his name to be established um, in the temple, I believe that we need to be specific in what we need to ask God for. Some of you are believing for a financial breakthrough. Some of you are believing for um, God's presence in your life. Some of you are believing for understanding and wisdom. Whatever it may be, be specific and name your seed and have that consistent lifestyle of giving. I believe that if we, uh, if we can learn to move the heart of God, we will experience breakthrough that we have never experienced before. And um, so as we prepare our tithes and offerings this morning, I want you to be intentional. I want you to be specific and um, name your seed. Believe that God will 
come through. And I, I pray that um, that you will you will do this with so much reverence and honor. And uh, let's not do it like we're tipping um, a waiter in a restaurant, but this is we are giving it unto the Lord. And so uh, let this become a part of you. Let this let giving become a part of you because we have the greatest giver. Uh, and and we have, we serve a God who gives so lavishly. So that has to be part of us that we learn to give lavishly. Amen. So the information is all on the screen. And those who are at church, um, you can uh, go ahead and give your offering. Walk forward. The vol our volunteers are there waiting for you. So you can go ahead and give your seed. And I just want to speak a blessing and pray for your offering. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this opportunity that you have given us to bring our seed to you, Lord. Father, we pray that as your people give intentionally, give with a cheerful heart, Father God. I pray that whatever they're believing for, Holy Spirit, that you will come through, that you will release a blessing over their finances and heaven will be opened about them, Father. And I pray that this will be a lifestyle for us, that giving will be a lifestyle for us, Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray for each and every one who are giving, Lord. I pray for a blessing from above, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Wow, how many of you are excited and ready to hear the word of the Lord? So as we prepare our hearts, let's just welcome right now our man of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is always a joy to be doing anything together for that matter. Thank you for that wonderful word that you brought, Pastor Tini. It's um, interesting that you brought up about the calendar. And uh, the calendar, every year we ask the Lord for verses for every month. And so happens that it's so precise. Every month we have seen the Lord um, showcasing that verse over our lives. And this month is talking about how God will gather His people and that His glory will be seen. And then you, you see how the Lord is faithfully, so precisely taking His children through this teaching where He is leading us into understanding how the glory of God works, how He desires to show His glory. I cannot tell you how exciting that is to me because to know that we are aligned with the heart of God and to know that He desires to reveal Himself to us, to know that He's, he's waiting to hug His precious children. So whether you are in Montreal or whether you are in one of our Revive Nations churches in another part of the world or just a friend of this ministry, if the Lord has been drawing you to these videos, I want you to know that it is not an accident, that the Lord is definitely desiring to reveal Himself to us, to the body of Christ, in an unprecedented way. And I, I have seen this 
that the midnight hour it hasn't been this dark around the world um, like never before you have seen how the dark forces have accelerated their strategies their plans executed the work of the enemy bringing chaos lack of order lawlessness it is a very dangerous scary time to live in but the truth is that when it is the darkest the light shines the brightest so people of god i know that this teaching is not incidental it is very intentional from the spirit of god to your heart so i hope you have been enjoying the teachings and i hope that you are ready for this morning and we talked about how the glory realm the manifestation the invitation i don't know about you people of god i have been enjoying it probably more than you because it has been a beautiful journey the process of how the word comes to you there is a process <laughs> and you have been seeing the behind the scenes yes, um, yes. <laughs> thank you for allowing and making that process easy thank you for being an understanding wife uh, it requires a lot and i believe that one more time this morning that the lord will give us grace to handle this topic because we don't want an intellectual information we want to understand from the heart of god we want to tap into the heartbeat of god we want to get into the frequency of god so that when the word comes to you you are able to understand the expectations of god and you are able to now get into the rhythm of god so i pray that you would be in prayer as you are receiving this word and in the church people of god those who are able to physically be at our location you are definitely blessed what you could do is that you are actively involved as the word comes to you respond in a way that you have never responded you feel like going on your knees to that you feel like going on your face to that the way the word can overtake you is when you allow yourself to jump into that river and let the river of god carry you so today we will be dealing with a unique topic within the same context that we have been dealing um, the manifestation of the glory of god but we want to tackle about why 
certain times that you find that the glory of God is being limited in our lives. That is a very important question to deal with. We need to understand why sometimes we are not able to tap into the goodness of God in the way and fashion that some people in the scripture were able to do that. So if you are a hungry student, by now you are already asking the question, why there has been limitations? What am I doing wrong? These are good questions of a hungry believer. There is conviction and then there is condemnation. Conviction is, is when the Holy Spirit brings that to your heart where you say you could have done better. You are being lukewarm. You need to rise up. You feel your heart being stilled up with questions of why have I not experienced what I'm supposed to experience? Now, on the other hand, there is also condemnation where Satan brings those thoughts where Satan is like, ah, look, you don't have the glory. You have not had the grace to have it. Maybe you don't deserve it. Maybe you will never get it. So the same scenario, you can either go from conviction or Satan can bring condemnation. Okay. So you have to be careful right now that in this season that you do not allow condemnation in your life. That everything that is being given to you in this series is a challenge go up higher and not used by the enemy to discourage, to stay down the mountain. Remember that one more time? Everything that is being taught in this season should motivate you and encourage you to go up higher and not demotivate you to stay down the valley. That's an option and we have to be careful that the enemy does not allow the spirit of discouragement to hijack our spirits. So in order to understand this, you have to connect the dots from last Sunday. So if you haven't watched that yet, please take time to watch that. I taught about how the glory of God is full in the earth. And I showed that from the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And I was talking to you about how it works. Now today, I want to cover the second part of why we have not yet tapped into the things of God. Why have we not yet tapped into the glory realm? Why is it that we are born again believers? We have been in the church for a long time. Yet things of God has not come to us in its full capacity. Pastor Tini, if you can just help me with the reading of the scriptures, we're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3 and uh, verse 7, please. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. Always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Oh, wow. One more time. Always learning and hmm. never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. This is a very powerful reality that the scripture is talking about 
to the state of people of God. That we are always learning. Our learning doesn't stop. And yet, never arriving to the truth. That is a very powerful and a very scary scripture. Well, let us uh, try to get the context. So if you can read for me from verse 1, please. 2 Timothy mm. chapter 3, verse 1. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Okay. So that means that this is about the last days. And we know that this is the midnight hour. And it is talking about there will be times of difficulty. And a few weeks ago, when I began to the, the series, we talked about how it is going to become very difficult for the children of God, where our faith will be tested. We are surely in that times. So talking about this current situation, he goes on to explain. Verse 2, please. For people will be lovers of self, okay, lovers... So, right as Pasatini is going through this scriptures, um, I want you to look at your heart as you read each one by one. Look at your heart and say, is this talking about me? Is this talking about me? It's, it's important that you look into your heart because you don't have to look at your neighbor's heart. You don't have to look at anybody else's heart. You have to look at your own heart. And uh, it's important that you do that because we're going to come to that verse 7 where we talked about always learning and never arriving at truth. So in order for us to understand why some of us we can keep learning and learning and not come to truth is because there is any one of these characteristics that is manifesting in us. So we got to put it to death. We got to identify it in order to put it to death. So in order to do that, we have to pay attention. I hope you have your notepads with you. And as you read it, I want you to just very deeply look into your heart and just underline it or circle it or do whatever is necessary so you can focus on that. Kill that part of you in these days so that we can experience the glory of God. So, Pastor, thank you. For people will be lovers of self. Self, lovers of self. Lovers of self in terms of me. It's about me, me, my rights, the way you treat me. The, it's all about me, loving my own self, okay? Lovers of money. Lovers of money, desiring for money more than you desire for Jesus, okay? Proud. Proud. Arrogant, mm -hmm. abusive, mm -hmm. disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. You will see 
that these things are manifesting today in the church more than any other time. You see people that become very arrogant. You don't fear your parents. No matter what happens, lack of gratitude. You are looking at compromise, unholy, heartless, no heart, no heart. You will see videos after videos which are filling up in the social media where heartless acts are being carried out by people. It is not just one race, people of God. It is a sign of the end time. Unappeasable. Can't appease. No matter what you do, they are complaining. People of God, that should not be us. That should not be of us. Because sometimes you see that in the church. No matter what you do, you can't appease them. Okay, slanderous, slandering. Look around. You see people, they're constantly slandering somebody. Slandering, slandering. This is the godlessness in the last days. It's the manifestation. Without self-control, you don't want to hold back. You want to be brutal, harsh, tough, not loving God. Treacherous, treachery, traitors. Reckless, no thought given. Swollen with pride, conceit, pride. It's so full that you can't even teach them the scripture and hope for them to change because they're full of pride. And remember, pride is the only thing that you see. God doesn't even want to help you, just resist them. Okay? Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I see some of you have really worked hard to come into this service because you are lovers of God. You had many things that was calling for your attention in the world, but you have detuned all of them. You have detuned from the distractions on your cell phone. You have detuned from your family, your friends, everything, so that this day you may sit at the presence of God and hear the word of God. We got to be careful. We got to look at these things and say, hey, Am I in any of those categories? Maybe you are not 100% in one category, but maybe you're just 50%. Maybe you just have 10% of it. But we got to kill that. Okay? Having appearance of godliness, but denying its power. You really say you believe in something, but in reality, you deny its existence. Some people say they believe in the Holy Spirit, but as soon as they see the works of the Holy Spirit, they freak out. Okay? So all these, these things, he's talking about them and then he's saying what? Avoid such people. Avoid such people. There's a reason for that. He's saying because your association with such people will make you like them. So he's saying you got to avoid such people. You don't want to become like them. Okay, go on. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sin, and led astray by various passions. So, passions, uncontrolled passions, they're giving into that. Okay, and now they come into verse 7, saying, Always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Go on. 
just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. <laughs> corrupted in the mind and disqualified in the faith. Now, the portion that I want you to focus on is the verse 7. Talking about the godlessness in the last days, he's saying they are always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of truth. In order for you to hear what the Spirit is saying, you have to hear it in the Spirit. But the works of flesh can overpower us to the place where we are not able to hear what the Spirit is saying. I want you to turn with me now to the book of John, chapter 3. And uh, from verse 8, the book of John, chapter 3, 8 onwards. The wind blows where it wishes and mm -hmm. you hear its sound, mm -hmm. but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Okay. In the first half, I told you about how the flesh is overpowering the Spirit. Now I want you to see the people of God, that is a spirit. Now who is born of the spirit is spirit. Jesus is talking to them. So I want you to, I want to, uh, these are verses that we can go very long. So I want to just give you certain, I want to draw your attention to certain truths in that scripture. Okay. And uh, verse nine, please. Nicodemus said to him, how hmm. can these things be? And Jesus answered him, are you the teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these Oof. things? <laughs> we have a tough master. Can you imagine if uh, any pastor says that today, uh, your believer exits the church. It's the last time he'll come back to that church. But interesting how God is working with people that are humble to be corrected. Okay, verse 11. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, mm -hmm. but you do not receive our testimony. Okay, so now Jesus is saying, you are dealing from the natural realm. But where we are dealing from is from a different realm. Okay, and that is why he's saying, I speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive a testimony because they are in the natural realm. They are functioning from the carnal realm. And Jesus now talking about the spirit man and he's saying that I'm functioning from a different realm. So you are not able to understand what is going on because you are not in the spirit. Okay, let us see what more Jesus says. Verse 12. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, okay. how can you believe if I told you, if I tell you heavenly things? Wow, wow. He's saying that I'm talking to you some earthly things and you do not believe. How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? First part I talked to you about receiving, listening to every, listening to things every day, listening to sermons every day, listening to scriptures every day, but never arriving because your flesh is overpowering. 
Now Jesus is talking to those people that he's saying those who are born of the spirit is of the spirit and then now he's correcting a teacher of the word. He's somebody who understands the scripture. That is why in the beginning I said we have been in the church for a long time. We have understood the word of God long time, but it does not necessarily mean we understand the glory realm. So you don't need to be upset about it, but like Nicodemus, you have to humble your heart and say, "Lord, help me understand that I can be in the church for a long time. I can be studying the word for a long time. I can be even a teacher of the word for a long time and yet not arrive to the truth." And so now Jesus is giving him a secret that I want to highlight and bring to your attention. So Jesus is saying, I cannot share these things with you because you have not qualified in your belief to receive more. So the simple things, the natural things you struggle to believe. He's saying, now if I begin to talk to you the supernatural things, the things that our eyes have witnessed things that we have known from a different dimension he's saying if i begin to share that there is no way that you will even believe us because you've not believed the basics so in the second thought i want to bring to you is i want you to look into your heart and say is there a spirit of unbelief in my heart I want you to look into your spirit and say is there a spirit of unbelief is there a spirit of doubting in my heart every time the word of god comes is my mind and my heart full of questions full of lies do i doubt the presence of god in my life do i doubt the goodness of god in my life do i doubt the fairness of god in my life people of god if the enemy can make you doubt the basics of god if the enemy can make you doubt the love god has for you oh my goodness my goodness you know what i'm sharing with you right now may look simple but this is not simple this is going to help you enter into the glory realm a believer that is struggling to understand the basics of god's grace the basic of god's mercy on your life the basics of god's unconditional love for you is a believer that is going to struggle to understand the glory realm so the enemy often times will try to sow doubt in your heart about the goodness of god he will throw in a trouble in your life he will throw in a situation in your life that will make you wonder is god fair is god available is god present Is God even real? 
So if the enemy can start sowing these weeds in your heart, sowing doubts in your heart of God's ever-present grace, then you will never be able to promote into the greater glory. People of God, whether we like it or not, the glory realm is not for everybody, but it is for people that understand His grace and mercy. It is for people that do not doubt Him. There's a painful teaching that I gave some time ago about John the Baptist. A few uh, months ago, you should be able to locate that on our YouTube channel. And I mentioned about the brokenness of John the Baptist. And I said about how he doubted Christ. And Christ did not stay to prove himself. Instead, he left that location. Imagine being John the Baptist and being doubtful of God and the, and the assignment of Christ, the Messiah, to the point where Christ says, okay, I got to leave. And then you know the story, John was beheaded. Before we understand the realms of God, we have to believe God about the things he has taught about the realms of earth. He said that I will be with you till the end of the days. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe God's faithfulness on earth so that now he can take you to a higher place and show you his glory in the heavenly place? So, in other words, God is saying, I, I desire to take you into the heavenly things, but I need you to believe me in the things of this world. Let's look and understand the heart of God in, in this matter. Matthew 23 in verse 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. <laughs> you were not willing. You were not willing. He's saying that I wanted you to gather you under the wings. I wanted you to see the glory. I wanted you to experience me. I wanted to bring you together. Yet you were not willing. So you would wonder who in their right minds would not be willing. But that's the answer in the beginning. He's saying that the city that kills the prophet and stones those who are sent to it. In other words, he's saying that I'm going to show you my glory. I want to bring you in. I want to bring you into my inner chambers. I want to cover you under my mighty wings. But the way God wanted to do that is by sending his prophets. And so he's saying, I sent you the prophets, but you chose to kill them. You chose to stone them. 
Because sometimes we we don't understand the way God wants to reveal himself. He probably sends somebody to you carrying his word, carrying your miracle, carrying his glory, carrying his presence. But we are not faithful in the little. We are not faithful to understand how God functions. And he's saying, by rejecting that, you have rejected the wings. By rejecting the people that I was sending to you, that were supposed to lead you to me. Those people that were supposed to bring you to under my wings. He said, but you preferred killing them. God desires. He's saying that, yet he's looking at us and saying, but you are resisting it. You are resisting it. So, Always learning, never arriving. Okay? Two, I can't show more because you haven't believed the little that I have shown. Three, the way that I have shown you, you are not understanding because when I begin to do something, you begin to cut that off by killing the people or stoning the people that I'm sending you those people that are supposed to usher you into the glory realm. You don't understand how it works. You don't understand how I use my people. This is the Lord himself saying, he's saying, yet you were not willing, willing. May that not be said about us, people of God, that we were not willing. Learning, not arriving. Ready for one truth? not for the other. Three, not wanting to embrace the process of how God does it. Not wanting to embrace the process. God being the God of structure, system and order cannot promote somebody to the glory when they don't honor the order and the system and the protocols that God himself placed in the body of Christ. But when your heart is filled with honor and when your heart is filled with humility, when you understand how God works, you begin to prepare your heart to receive the supernatural, to receive the invisible, to receive the glory of God. Please read Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Hebrews 4, 16. Mm-hmm. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Ah, this is again a very powerful scripture. How do we enter the throne room of God? How do we enter into the glory place of God? And that's the key that is given to us. One more time. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Mm -hmm. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So he's saying the way you can enter into that glory realm where you are able to receive and see things on a higher dimension. 
is through confidence. You have the only way you can enter is through that confidence. So what does sin do in our life is to remove that confidence to receive and to enjoy and to celebrate that which belongs to us. So Satan is the accuser of brethren. So when you see accusation you know it is a work of Satan. So Satan does a very good job of making sure that you feel discouraged. You feel condemned. You feel disappointed. So that the more you are discouraged and disappointed, the less you are worthy to enter the throne room. So imagine majority of believers today they are crippled by the enemy why because they feel bad about that fight they had in the house they feel bad about how they have been behaving their thoughts in their mind their thoughts are now condemning them like you're not worthy of it you are not so the enemy has led us astray for more for an extended period of time and now you are entering to the presence of god and there is no confidence if there is anything there is condemnation and fear so you can even see the way people pray you will see how they are begging and pleading because they don't have the confidence to go boldly to the throne room of god because they don't understand the grace and mercy of the lord that is covering them so i know that the last few weeks you have been hearing these topics and you've been saying what stops me what is stopping me from receiving that which is mine and i'm giving you the things that probably is used by the enemy to stop you from entering into that glory realm i want you to look into your heart and say Do I have a clear conscience? Look into your spirit this week and say do I have a clear conscience to be able to go boldly before God because the only way I can enter into the presence of God is with confidence with boldness as a son as a daughter with confidence so you have to ask is my conscience clear enough to walk into the glory realm or is my conscience judging me this week i want you to spend time with the lord take time to go to the presence of god and take this notepad with you and begin to investigate into your heart with your wife with your husband with your children sit down together and go through these verses all the way from the book of Timothy that we read chapter 3 and start looking at it and say we got to look into our hearts because the bridegroom is coming back again when the bridegroom comes he's looking for a bride that is awake that is alert that is sensitive 
to the desires and the expectation and the standards of our master. Last Wednesday, I taught you, God is not necessarily looking for the perfect, but those that can be perfected. Will you be that perfected one? Now, as I share this word, I want you to know this word does not come to you as merry information. I cannot explain to you enough of how the Holy Spirit has been leading me into these scriptures for you. I strongly believe that there is a mighty revival that God is releasing to the body of Christ soon. It won't be long. And this is a preparation for that upcoming revival. God wants his bride to be prepared. God does not want his bride to just be making noise and singing a few songs and having the right light. He wants us to be prepared in the heart so that he might gather us under his wings, that we might see and experience things on earth, on earth, people of God, that which no eyes have seen that which no ears have heard and no hearts have perceived. The Lord wants to make you experience. You know, last few days ago, I began to hear a very, very old song that I heard probably in my childhood. I began to hear that in my mother tongue. And the song, I don't, I don't know if I should sing, but let me try. It goes like this. All my Malayali people will be happy now. It goes, Yeshu e pole aguan Yeshu in waku kakuan It's saying, I want to be like Jesus. Yeshu e no kijivipan I want to live by looking at Jesus. You do that through the word of God, people of God. Keeping your eyes focused on the word. He's saying that these desires are eating me up. These are my desires. He's saying, Lord, establish me. He's saying, Fill me, O Holy Spirit. Krista Mahatwatalenyan with the glory of Jesus. Nyan Mutum Nirenyu Shobipan. Let me be so full and let me shine with the glory of God. With the glory of Christ, let me be full. And let me shine with the glory of Christ. My God, as I was singing, the glory of God filled my room. And I believe this is the heart's cry of the Lord. He's saying, look at Jesus. Follow Jesus. Keep your eyes steadily on Jesus, people of God. 
this is the midnight hour and as you do that his glory he will establish us and his presence will fill us and we will begin to shine brightly i know that amazing things are going to happen in your house as you as you will push for unity in your marriage as you work hard to bring peace in your house as you strive to love one another something beautiful is happening you begin to prepare your house for the glory of god to take over look into your hearts people of god let us not live as ordinary christians let us live as intentional christians that are intentional about not wanting to live as ordinary christians we want to host the presence of god i believe that this word is not just for one or two i believe it is for every single believer that god has brought either through this channel or to a physical location in the church i believe this is a very pressing desire of the lord that we eliminate all the things of the flesh and we eliminate all unbelief that we understand the process and that we boldly go to the throne room of Christ this four keys will you please meditate about that this week the lord is preparing you he's preparing your hearts and he's preparing you for glory some of you are coming back with powerful testimonies of how the glory of god is being filled in your house how the glory of god is being filled in your workplace i declare let there be testimonies of how the glory of god is is healing your physical bodies i declare let there be testimonies of how the glory of god is overtaking you yes 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 are you in love with jesus prepare your heart eliminate everything that will limit the glory of god from manifesting in your life every single thing eliminate it eliminate it say god i want to be a worthy vessel for the manifestation of god's glory even as i sit here i don't know how you feel but i'm overwhelmed with the presence of god and i believe that god is doing that for them i want to take a second to pray for you right now come in agreement with us le romante prakenene seka brakasia church wherever you are would you please stand up and uh, begin to pray with us all over the place would you begin to open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues as loud as you can let your spirit say lord prepare me as a sanctuary prepare me 
to host your glory. Prepare me, Lord, for what is coming. Holy Spirit, I love you. I need you. Fill my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, you help those who desire to change. I lift your children to you. Help your children. Locate what area they need to die to this week. I know that it is not an easy word that I have given to them this morning. But with the help of Christ, they will not go into condemnation, but they will go into conviction. And they will begin to shine brightly. I'm seeing a vision of people, some people that have received this word. Your face will begin to shine brightly. Whether in the natural or only in the spiritual. That is up to you to decide as you contend for it. Heavenly Father, let strength come into their spirit. Let their spirit contend for greater levels with you. We are ready, Lord. Send revival. We prepare our hearts, Lord. Send revival. Open your mouth and somebody shout, Lord, send revival. One more time, please shout, Lord, send revival. And prepare me. Prepare me, Jesus. Prepare me, Jesus. Prepare my heart. Prepare my family. Prepare my children. This week, yes, the oil of God is flowing, people of God. This week, let me respond to the voice of God. Let me respond to the gentle nudges of the Holy Spirit. This week, let me fly on eagle's wings. I receive this grace by faith. In Jesus' mighty name and the church, shout the best amen you can. <laughs> amen. 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 I feel joyful that I was able to share everything that the Lord put into my heart. Like I said, don't lead, don't let it lead to condemnation, but to conviction. Because more is ahead of us. It's time to fly. So, until we see you again, as I say, stay under the mighty hand of God. And God bless. <laughs>